Welcome to Left Jest, where the proletarian has nothing to lose except their frowns. I'm your co-host, Alex Patak. I'm Raga Mehta. And Anders is still in Europe, so don't listen Good. for him today. He's not invited. Yeah. Uh, you might have felt an energy pass from one phase to another in the opening of this podcast and that's an aesthetic choice we're actually talking immigration today the do's the don'ts the wills the won'ts Uh, so many won'ts there are a lot of won'ts will you let people into your country for example no one of the main questions wait was that a question there's (laughs) a lot to tack yeah (laughs) (laughs) your country personally Uh, this is already flying off the rails. Let's just get in our guests here. We have two special New York City comedians here with us today. Whoa. Uh, Pedro Salinas. Hey, thanks for having me on. And uh, the UK's own Dominic Fogarty. Hello, happy to be here. Yeah, um, so Dominic, in addition to being a citizen of the, f- the fine uh, nation of uh, the Great Kingdom, uh, is also an American citizen as of last year. Yeah, that's Congrats. right. Thank you, thank you. It's coming up on uh, my one-year anniversary of being an American. How long have you been here? Uh, well, I've been here full-time almost five years, but my father started working over here in 2001. So oh, I a good year for that. Yeah, so so actually he got the green card and uh, sponsored by work, and he was like, this was pre-9-11, obviously, when they were giving out green cards. Right. So he was like, oh, I'll only work in New York if my whole family can have green cards. And they said, yeah, sure, that's easy. If you get a green card and then they decide they don't want you, do they give you a red card, or do they first give you a yellow card as a warning? They I give think you a yellow the, card. They, they the give album. you a red card, otherwise known as a deportation. Okay, good. And that's not an actual card, then? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I guess it's a card you pull in life. Probably right. a paperwork <laughs> involved as well. Hmm. might be laminated. They oh. pull the race card. They pull the race card. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they throw an epithet at you as they give you the boot out of uh, Ellis yell, Island. This is the race card. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so so your dad was living here since 2001. Yeah, and so I stayed in school in the UK and then went to university, then moved over full-time in 2012. And then in 2016, February, I put in my paperwork for citizenship because I sort of ticked all the boxes for being here for at least three years full time, having a green card for at least five years. Then, um, yeah, so it only took me six months between handing in the paperwork and getting the citizenship. You were telling me outside they made you wait for a full hour and a half. Yeah, that was a bit annoying. And then for the actual interview, and then the interview took... 15 minutes and like yep all your paperwork's fine you Mm -hmm. speak english well i heard in the interview they ask you where do you want to be in five years and if you say anything but america then they know that you don't really love america and they ask you to leave that is how they uh catch you out yeah oh that's sad to hear um so that's dominic's (laughs) situation pedro is not an immigrant but he's full of stories i'm an immigrant oh you are an immigrant yeah well, another story we can't wait to have on the podcast. <laughs> I'm a French immigrant. You're a French immigrant? I feel like this isn't even true. Is that true? No, that's true. My parents left South America, moved to France. I was born there. We moved here. Okay, cool. Was when that a long time here? ago? In, two, in 1999. Wow. Yeah. Mm. And same similar situation, dad's job. I guess they didn't immediately give him a green card, but he was here on a work visa. Are you, and then are you a citizen now? No. 
Me either. Yeah, I'm, 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 a, legal, right? I'm a legal resident. Yeah. So I just assume anyone with an American accent is an American citizen. Yeah, me too. That's my. That's how I go. I got the accent down. Yeah, partner. But they they won't give it to me. Now you you have even came in with a gun. They're like, no, you're not an American. <laughs> they make you back away. Have you applied for citizenship? Yeah, I'm like I'm like almost there. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, it was just uh, so I got my green card. Oh, what like five seven years ago? And yeah. then my dad wanted to wait for me to apply to citizenship for citizenship because I uh I got uh I got arrested in like 2008. Oh, for for a Damn. very minor offense. Yeah, it was for for the weed. And uh, that was in North Dakota, so it was like a misdemeanor. Now, which um, weed was this? <laughs> we, I was bootlegging Weeds, the TV show. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, 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 they arrested me. No, uh, no, I was, uh, I was smoking weed like a cool yeah. rebel guy. That's 2008. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, you know. Uh, and then Phoenix. The, the cops were like, hey, cut that out. Yeah. Like, oh, no. So <laughs> lucky you were in North Dakota, I guess, because if you were in, like, I don't know, Louisiana or somewhere with really harsh marijuana laws, could you have gotten deported for that? I don't know. I think, like, I really think it comes down to, like, the judge who yeah, handles so. your case. Right. But I think in Louisiana, they would be harsher. I th- that, yeah. Right? I think that's, uh, yeah, because I don't know if you had a certain amount, it would be a felony there. Yeah. But, like, I had a very tiny amount. Right. And so it was, like, I think if I had, had, had like, two more grams, it would have been a felony. Oh, wow. Mm. That would have been in serious mm. yeah. trouble. I don't yeah. know about, uh, don't quote me on the laws, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> I think, uh, don't quote me on the laws. That's my catchphrase. <laughs> uh, but uh, That sounds like a populist catchphrase. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right, right. I don't know what the law yeah. is. <laughs> it's not about that. Damn, I'm fired up for Raghav now for <laughs> yeah, whatever yeah. public office. We got a rally for my citizenship. So three, yeah. of, three of us here can't ever be president. Yeah, I can. So on you, Alex. And we'll, I will. We'll back you Unless soon. you become president and change the laws for us. Now, I've been arrested twice, but what? I don't think any of them stuck, so I don't think it matters. For, like, protesting? I was arrested once for protesting, and once also it was for acid, Oh, nice. which I didn't even know I had. It was one of those situations where I was really high in the back of a car and uh, on the way to a music festival and then a uh, cop pulled us over for no reason essentially like we weren't even speeding we were just too close to the car in front of us which was our friend's car and then someone threw me a backpack and went hide this it's full of acid oh no <laughs> you need to get it away from that ounce of weed we brought they screwed you yeah and back then like every time i got high i got like the stereotype of being high high where i'd be like you can't hide a dragon man they were like we're all going we're gonna burn for this one and then uh that was in uh maryland in the hills of maryland yeah no you have no idea i used to go into my roommate's room every night this is the same year uh he had a shirt of spider-man there's a guy down the hall and uh, every night i'd break into his room when i got high and i'd go where's spider-man and they knew to take out the shirt and then i'd fight his shirt and like i'd, I'd have a physical altercation with spider-man and uh sometimes they thought that was funny and then other times it was just something that had to be done do you think that really was like you were just internally motivated to do it or do you think it was for attention and like, part of you was like playing it up because you knew people rewarded you for that. Behavior. You know, I think it was both, but there was a part of me that was like, "You have to do this." <laughs> oh, and you're the future president. Yeah, and I'm yeah, going well. to be president. Yeah. That was the bookend of this conversation. <laughs> well, it can't get any worse. Yeah, this is what Americans are like. This is born into the water here, you know. With with uh, marijuana, my brother lives and works out in Colorado, and he worked in a dispensary, and he was applying for his citizenship. And he got rejected because it's not 
federally recognized. Mm. Yeah, that's why they can't. I, I saw this uh, this like whole season long documentary about the first like re, uh, recreational marijuana shop ep- after Colorado legalized it, and they like couldn't. They had to use cash yeah. for everything. They had to carry around like millions of dollars in cash per week because they couldn't get uh, bank loans because be yeah, like laundering money. Right. Another wow. classic American staple: carrying around millions of dollars of cash. It truly is a land of excesses. I think the most American part of, of that thing that happened is the opening day of the retail store. There's a line down the block, and then a drug dealer was trying to sell weed to people in line, <laughs> trying to steal business from the legal. That's tough. I was like, that's yeah, this this is that's capitalism. You got to worry about the drug dealers when um, that stuff becomes legal because it's uh, then it's a real free for all. After that, you have the law behind you. You got to really undercut the prices. It's not just based on like who knows Kevin anymore. But apparently, it's actually helping because people are trafficking legal weed from the states where it's legal. Right. So apparently the quality of the illegal stuff you're buying from your guy on the street or your friend. It's helping the quality or the barbaric cycle of violence it's, it's baked into the drug? Hel- helping <laughs> the, the, the quality, and I think the violence probably has gone down because the cartel aren't involved. In short, dank. <laughs> okay, so everyone in this room except for me is an immigrant. I feel outnumbered and scared. I should turn to Trump for my way out. In this situation, this is a very uh, politically charged topic right now. How how have you felt as uh, diver- diverse men in New York City <laughs> about uh, the, all this immigration talk in the That's last year? That's how I describe myself on Tinder and Bumble. I'm a diverse man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have many races inside. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I felt like in February I was like kind of angry about it, but I'm like, oh, these people are so incompetent. There's no way this is going to go through. They're not uh, good. Even when they like passed the Muslim ban the first time around and people flocked to the airport. The green card thing was crazy. Uh, But then, like, who was that district judge that recently shot it down? It's like, I also think he seems to, like, get bored of these, like, uh, these subjects very quickly. He's like, all right, we're going to do this. And then it doesn't happen. He's like, all right, well, what else is going on? His brain's full of holes, so he can't, (laughs) like, hang on to to the fury or whatever. He's just like... Uh, Muslims are stealing our women, and then like two days pass, and it's just like our bathrooms are insecure. Yeah, he's like God, trans people. Yeah, exactly. it's a channel changing at all times. Yeah, and then every time he tries to do something, more higher up officials are just like, "Yeah, he can't do that." <laughs> <laughs> that Stephen Miller does scare me, though. Like of all of 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 the ideologues around Trump, that guy's character is the scariest to me. Part, partly because he's the youngest, right. so he's got the most fight in him of any of them. Like Steve Bannon, uh, Sessions, Trump, they all look like they're going to die within like 10 years. Yeah. Steve Miller's 32. Yeah, he's and, got, he, and he's like the almost, he might be the most hateful. I his know, career's coming up. He's got a real sadistic general manager vibe to him. Yeah. You know? And like, I just, I the fact that he like got radicalized like that when he was like 16 and went to like a liberal high school is like fascinating to me and also like free i don't know i mean part of me kind of gets it. it's like if you're around annoying liberals it, i've seen and that happen before made, yeah yeah i've seen that happen before where like people just decide to like take on a, a, a politics they don't really agree with just to stand out you know yeah but he has carried that into the fucking highest offices think- of power now so it's like 
I don't know what comes next, but I don't really like it for that guy. Being annoyed by uh, liberals in high school is the chemical compound, and then not getting laid is the actual heat setting off the power. <laughs> yeah, yeah, great, yeah. great way to say. Yeah, great, that great way to turns you that. into a young fascist like that. Yeah, there is a post by somebody who went to grad school with Richard Spencer, and she's like, and he was like, uh, I went to grad school with Richard Spencer, and the only re- only thing I remember about him is he was constantly pissed off because no one would fuck him. <laughs> yeah, and he. What do you think his hair was like then? Because now <laughs> his whole thing is like he's like Macklemore is evil. He's a, he's e- he's evil Macklemore. What his hair was like then? Yeah. Uh, was it just pr- a very bad normie haircut? Do you think? Maybe it was like Spike, like late nineties. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> like a different popular rapper at the time. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe he looked like just a standard issue young Republican, like. How um I don't know suits to the dorm party type yeah 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 bow tie and like just you know uh, uh, comb over but not in like a cool way. Are you guys scared? Uh, well, you're a citizen. Which one Mostly. of you is more scared <laughs> right now? Um, right now. I don't. I mean, I don't think either of us have much. Re- I mean, scared in general for what may happen with the country, but personally, there's on not, a personal level. Yeah, no, I don't. I think it would be dishonest for me to say. Oh, I'm so I'm You're so scared. I'm more worried about staying in the country than leaving. Yeah, I'm scared just you know as a man in America. Yeah, yeah well, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. your yeah. rights are being taken away. My rights are being taken away. You know, it used to mean something. You've been looking really economically anxious recently, and I'm, mm. I've been worried about it. <laughs> it shows in the fault lines under my eyes. <laughs> You're wearing a wet shirt. It's a cat in a burrito, and it says Perito. Yep. And yep. this is again another way I'm acting out because I don't have a place to call like home. The all right strikes again. Yeah. Um, so wait, how old were you, Raghav, when you came here in '89? Like one. Okay. Yeah, I was young. Yeah. Uh, I was nothing. <laughs> I was uh, I was turning 24, and <laughs> I didn't know uh, where where this yeah, uh, I'm economy was going. Now. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I I I didn't know shit. Um, uh, and then when did you get your green card? Not till like seven years ago. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because uh, yeah, there was a lot of rigmarole. What's that word? Rigmarole. Yeah, rigmortis. Uh, rigmortis. Great song yeah. by somebody. <laughs> but, uh, Kendrick Lamar. Yes. Yeah. And uh, Pedro hosts this show now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, and then uh, yeah, we had to do a lot, of, a lot of crazy paperwork. Sure. And uh, we went to a lot of offices, and I didn't understand anything that was going on with any of this. Who'd you go with? On. My family. So I guess that's just, I think it would be good if we talked about the process. (laughs) My best friend, Kim. (laughs) (laughs) Did did you fall asleep on a lot of wooden benches in that whole process? That's like, that's what I remember like as a kid going to like immigration appointments, like just the longest. It's like going to Home Depot. It's like sleeping uh, in a car. I don't want to. I remember (laughs) sleeping in the back of a car. Because this was actually like even before that when we, um, before we got our green card, but once I mean, because there's naturalization, yeah, um, and whatnot. But like this was like 2004. I remember sitting in like a parking lot of some immigration office in DC, and like just sleeping in the back of my parents' car, listening to like Saves the Day or something. Okay, that is Being the like, image I don't have get. a girlfriend, even though that was why, right? Yeah, because yeah. I was an immigrant. You're being pushed away from yeah. the system. Uh, yeah. What was your experience like, Dominic? Um, so I'd come over during school holidays and we'd sort of have to go to the federal immigration building and sort of do some of the appointments like, um, and I was here in New York. Yeah. Doing the sort of biometric stuff and a few questions 
Uh, I remember getting the a few vaccinations, and the tetanus shot was one of the worst ones because that just killed my arm for a while. It's a big needle. Yeah. And yeah, that can be a problem. It was always really annoying, though, when I finally got my green card and I'd stand in the line at customs coming in. There'd be the line for U.S. citizens and uh, permanent resident aliens. It's weird how they call them aliens as well. Aliens. That's yeah. Yeah. Naturalization is also a very dehumanizing term. Right. Yeah. yeah. But I'd, I'd be standing in the line with all these people with American passports, and I'd have my UK passport, and someone would say, oh, excuse me, sir, I mm-hmm. think you're in the wrong line. And I was like, well, no, I've got a green card, so mind your own business. Howdy, <laughs> citizen. Howdy. You're not one of us. Y'all need yeah, to relocate. Let's hear that American impression again. That I, was I like, good. Uh, yeah. uh, excuse me, sir, I think you're in the wrong line. <laughs> 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 was that, how was that? I was, it you sound more like Anders. Yeah. Oh man, you're Anders. Anders Lee here. It's just, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Over over pronouncing R's. Anders, That's you're in the wrong Anders. line. <laughs> but I think Anders has a very like because his dad was uh was like a radio. He's uh, got the golden right? voice. Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah and he has that Mwah. that kind of like enunciating skill that uh, is typical among and also an I think, English like, skill. Some say, like a, he speaks Queen's American. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I see what you're saying, but those sort of Midwestern TV mm-hmm. voices you don't, you just don't scare think me. So, like if if I met one of them in the wild, I'm like, oh my god, this is oh, terrifying. I'll never blend in. Yeah. <laughs> you don't think you could be like, you know how the the McNulty on the Wire was an English guy? Yeah, but had the gruff American down. You don't think like if you had to be like, where's the perps? I, I don't think do I. That? I can't redo it on demand. Okay, that's so. Fair so in twenty minutes, I'll just. It'll break come into up character. organically yeah. soon. I feel like cause Idris Elba is also British, but I feel like his Baltimore accent is understood as being better than. What's yeah, actually? and he was people from Baltimore. He was more yeah. minimalistic. Like he didn't say that much in that right. show. Uh, Stringer was just like. Yeah, he did. Not as much as like McNulty. He didn't like say it as loudly. He wasn't a, a jabber mouth. That's what I'm a saying. A jabber jaw. But he just like be like. McNulty. Don't take notes. I remember he like had that. sex with that other drug dealer's wife, and I was like, Barksdale's this wife? guy's pretty cool. Spoiler: I've only seen up to s- the start of season three. Yeah, no, he has sex with D'Angelo's wife. In the he first has sex season. with D'Angelo's wife or yeah. D'Angelo's girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, she might oh, yeah, as right. well have been his wife because of the love they shared until uh, Idris Elba ruined it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's not even in his character. He just comes in as the <laughs> movie star, Idris Elba. <laughs> <laughs> There's, doc- su- there's supposed to be a sixth season of The Wire that was going to be on immigration. But they oh, wow. Yeah. That would have been great for this podcast. I That's know. too bad. Can I maybe say season two with the uh, shipping containers? Because yeah. they're shipping in prostitutes or something. Mm-hmm. So you could maybe say that. One of the most popular that, forms of immigration. Yeah, yeah it's one of the <laughs> worst ones if you can avoid it. Um, do you guys know any immigration horror stories? Uh, Everyone made like a little face at the same <laughs> Just sort of general like Oh it took my uncle 10 years To get his citizenship But then I don't know Because it obviously took me 6 months to Become right. naturalized but What about your uncle was like We can't trust this Limey git no, I'm I'm just saying g- generally people like oh one of my family members had a horrible experience but cuz when when with the naturalization process you need to answer 6 out of 10 questions and speak and read English. And so when I did my test there was a woman who I overheard her she failed because she didn't speak English. Brutal. So I, I, that's as bad as it gets. Wait, finally. what? She failed cuz she didn't speak English at yeah, all? Yeah, she she was a, a Russian couple and and she had 
trouble with the because uh, they say oh read this phrase and the phrase will, the one I had is uh, flag day is on this date yeah uh-huh. this is all we do say that a lot in America yeah yeah always talking about flag day she still could have made it in in one of the shipping containers um, later I tried to suggest it but yeah, yeah idiot <laughs> <laughs> she's probably fine is my point <laughs> but also on, on the uh, papers there are those questions and some of them get weird it's like between the year 1933 to 1945 <laughs> were you a member of a Nazi German party and you're like uh, let me check the calendar uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah not at the <laughs> specific time frame <laughs> yeah I got a whole bit about that where I go through the N400 and like the you know what this is sense. a podcast we're just gonna play the bit here's the bit all right, the N-400 form, in no particular order. Question number one, have you ever been a member of the following? A, the Communist Party. B, any totalitarian party. C, a terrorist organization. Which, are, those are crazy, but like, they're also three very different things. Why is that just lumped together? It would be like if you went to a house party, like, hey, you can come in, but are you a fan of sharing all the rules or chopping people's heads off? Are you a fan of sharing in the 70s? Fuck off. You have to hang out with ISIS now. They're crazy. Uh, between 1933, question number two, between 1933 and 1945, did you work for or associate with in any way with the Nazi government? What? I love that plot. Like, there's just some, like, you know, like, weather Nazi in, like, Argentina at the age of, like, 102. Like, applying for U.S. citizenship. stupid guys. Uh, question three. This is my favorite. Have you ever involved have you ever been involved with genocide? <laughs> Which I also love the logistics of that one. Like, yeah, I was crazy enough to chop people's hands off in Rwanda 20 years ago, but I wouldn't want to lie on a legal form, huh? I wouldn't want to be a bad person. the one guy who like admitted to it. Or maybe I don't. I don't want to meet that guy. That's bad. Uh, question four. Uh, final question I'm sharing. Uh, have you ever, and it's a fun have you ever. That's cool, right guys? As a list of things. Uh, have you ever, A, been a prostitute? First of all, it's 2017. They're called sex workers. Very inconsiderate. B, sold or smuggled controlled substances. C, been married to more than one person at a time. Why's that relevant? E, married someone in order to obtain an immigration benefit. If I had, I wouldn't fill out this fucking form. E, helped anyone to enter the U.S. illegally. G, gambled illegally. H, failed to support your dependents or pay alimony. And the final one, uh, H, have you ever been a habitual drunkard? Which is also nothing like all those other things. And no one has used the term drunkard in, like, since the Civil War. So, uh, get up for this thing. Alright. 
Rog, a great job at that bit. Yeah, it was really good. I've uh, we got an audience in here and everything. My hands are exhausted from clutching my sides right now. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> they're white as bone. You should see someone about that. Yeah, my dad was part of the communist party in Argentina. What? When and then when he decided to answer that <laughs> question honestly be. in the citizenship test for okay. the U.S. because he was like, it's better to. Because he explained what happened with it, and he's like, I'm, I was no longer, you know, I left and, like, he left when when they were all killing communists in Argentina, so he, like, left before then that was happening. So he explained that, because he was like, it's better to explain that up front than to... Have them find out. Exactly. Yeah. Was it, the, was it the sort of thing where you had to join the communist party at the time? Or? No, no, it was like, he was legitimately a communist, but then in, like, 74... Military. He's in it for the pussy, though. Right? He was, yeah, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Was actually, he... I actually never asked how much pussy he got for being a communist. <laughs> Is he still a communist? No. Well, I mean, I think he's sympathetic to the ideals, but... But also, that must have been weird, because wasn't the fascist military hunter of Argentina, like... They were, they were the kidnapping CIA. and killing... Com- and yes, yeah. 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 So yeah. they're like, oh, well, sorry about that. We'll let that one slide or something. I mean, yeah, I wonder how... I mean, the gen- it's funny because like all, all the stuff the CIA did to like overthrow other people, other governments and shit. All, all the like, it's interesting how we talk about that these days. Basically, I feel like it's used as like, it's just like a talking point in online debates about like. Uh, it's not actually in the real politics because changing anything the CIA does is not up for debate. No, not at all. Yeah, the, and the way it's weird now the CIA it's like the Democratic Party is sort of pro CIA because of like because Trump, the CIA basically. is anti Trump. Yeah, so yeah. the way that all yeah. gets shifted around is really. Stupid. The CIA um, is feminist now. Yeah, <laughs> they're very woke. Uh, I mean, I do they th- do I, not sleep. That guy, that, that guy, Glenn Greenwald, posted a photo of like the 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 equivalent of the CIA in Britain had like a rainbow flag on its. Yeah. You know, whatever. Like, and it was like, oh, this is like a the symbol. last this thing you see before you die. Well, it's like this is a symbol of like liberalism now is like yeah, a rainbow flag on like on top of an organization that is bad in a lot of other ways, but they're like upholding. What in pol- polite discourse is now like liberal ideals? Yeah, it was like yeah. when Trudeau was wearing those like LGBT socks. socks yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it was like yeah, yeah. He did he did a sock tour because he wore Islam socks and then he wore like LGBT socks in a different yeah. visit. And they were like, "What do you think of women?" He's yeah. like, "You know, they're pretty good. <laughs> I love the ladies." <laughs> and he was like, "He's like funding Saudi Arabia." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not enough politics is conducted through socks um, because it clearly has like. You just using that example, 100% success rate of PR sock campaigns. Uh, people listen to what your socks say. Uh, yeah, Trudeau and Macron are both getting really good PR for silly reasons. Mm-hmm. Socks like and handshakes. handshakes. Yeah. yeah. Isn't Macron's approval rating like at 35% now? Yeah. Oh, I actually don't know. I mean, it's I get, lower I d- than uh, the last guys. I think yeah. those are no, Hamon's. But, but Trump's is like 38, and his is 35. Well, that makes more sense because, like, there were more candidates to vote for uh, in the French election, and so a lot of people were consciously voting against Le Pen as opposed oh, to for sure. Macron. Yeah, so yeah. now it's more likely that they would like go back to be like, oh, okay, yeah, but that I, they don't really like, yeah, exactly, um, yeah. But they were willing to elect him. And also, like Trump is a better leader. Sorry, guys, yeah. he's just a much better president. He makes deals. Yeah. If Macron had won that handshake, I mean, I guess in both, it's it's people were saying Macron won the handshake. I, don't I know. thought he won the handshake. Yeah. Well, Trump has the bigger moves to play. And he thinks that's going to, you know, just win the handshake game by itself. But a lot of the times he'll, like, go for a big one. Like, he'll try to, like, crush their hand or, like, get in their face and never let go. And then we see him trying too hard. Yeah. President Trump, if you're listening, and we think you are, 
Just do a regular handshake. But he's out there trying hard for the American people. Yeah, what, yeah, po- what podcast do you think He's doing Pod Save America to? right now. Uh, what podcast? Calm down. He only listens to Calm Down. It's like, these guys, but like, that, uh, he that, doesn't get it's a lot of irony. Unironically, like, yeah, that would be. This guy's a genius. <laughs> that would be the best, like, 90 minutes of entertainment ever recorded. <laughs> if he could go up. Uh, but yeah, you guys don't think a travel ban is going to go through. You don't uh, think it's possible. Um, well, it's, it's been more than 30 days since. It's it, probably going to go oh, to the Supreme Court, right? I think so. Because he his, on the campaign, he was saying, oh, in the first 30 or 90 days, we're going to have a travel ban and sort out the immigration reform. And well, I mean, I, I, techni- I mean, not that it's a good policy, but he did try to at least implement it within 30 days. But he, he's yeah. had more than enough time well, to sure, put yeah. the reform through. And If nothing else, the man is a go-getter. And you see that in everything he does. Yeah. Um, uh, is he on vacation now? Yeah. yeah. Well, he went and got that vacation. Good for him. Yeah. That's what he wants. A 17-day vacation, which is like a good-ass vacation. But apparently mm-hmm. that's pretty normal for pres- presidents. But the issue is when he said he would never take a vacation, he's taken a lot of three-day weekends to play golf. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also the American worker, like, I feel like half of the people I meet just don't have a vacation ever right so to consider i mean it is hard being the president but it does seem a bit unfair Be- i know he's thinking about being us president a trump bit. is probably the <laughs> easiest <laughs> president to be yeah so are, do you guys have family who are still trying to get citizenship or yeah my brother in colorado um who so he had to leave his job at the dispensary because he's kind of on probation Oh, I'm noticing a uh, trend to your stories, Dominic. Uh, Bunch of weed heads. Is that one of the checklists on the form? Like, uh, are you are you a bunch of weed heads? <laughs> no, I think um, there might be a question like, "Oh, do you are you a drug dealer?" And he's like, "Well, a legal one, yeah." But obviously, because it's the not federally recognized. They're like, oh, these are bad questions. <laughs> yeah, the questions yeah. aren't very. Who would good. answer like, you know, what? I almost got in, but then I had to check off that I am a murderer by day. Mm-hmm. There's one like, oh, if you wait, what do you by night if you're a murderer by day? A murderer who dealer. really wanted to brag about it. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I had some trouble with questions. Was like, oh, have you ever been trained by a foreign military? And I was like, well, yeah, I was in a foreign military, but it's not like I was some kind of like. No, it wasn't Al Qaeda E when you did yeah. it. I was like, yeah. oh, I was one of the NATO it was, allies. You were an ally. Yeah. Yeah. You were our strongest ally. Yeah. How long were you in the military? Um, A few years, technically. You say that with a smirk. I'm very, uh, you know. Like, he laughs like, in the like face keep, of danger. I like to keep some mystery about my yeah. uh, some of my background. If you can't see Dominic at home, uh, he is just a uh, uh, swollen sausage of a man, each limb stronger yeah. than the next, and like kind of like a starfish like one-upping itself. And uh, that's military training. That's cool if you're like on the run from MI6 or something, but like in the middle, you just go do like comedy in New York for a few yeah, years. Yeah. Like yeah, this I is like this weird interlude in this that. action yeah. movie that you're part of that we don't know about. That'd be the best cover. Who do you think's like an undercover comedian? Undercover or, uh, comedian? Other way, <laughs> undercover operative who wow. poses as a comedian. Think, what would uh, be the benefit of that? What, what would be tra- what would you, you try to infiltrate? You could charm your way out of situations. You could just be the funny guy in a cell in the mountains or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And you yeah. won't Because no one's up. more charming than open mic comedians. That's Let's so get true. that straight. So maybe he's really good. Maybe he's like, uh, you know, women are like this. And like, we got to let them go. Um, I'm going to 
I'm going to say no on Dan Ninen. <laughs> Being an undercover CIA operative? Yeah, um, because he's got too much heat. And if yeah. you were if you're trying to stay low, I don't think you could get as like yeah he travels a lot though he does shows in Dubai, which is a good cover f- for the Middle East. Oh holy shit! Oh yeah, he does. And he has a you're private jet. Could be CIA rendition flights. And he's always something. talking about Tesla. Tesla, yeah. which is that's a I was gonna say it's a foreign word. Plus he's yeah. uh, he's he's he claims he's younger than he is, so maybe it's just taken its toll. Holy on him. He's yeah, he's just yeah, he's, he's known for lying about his personality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's already something he we just, have to worry about. He got confused. He's like, yeah, I'm uh, Robert Starcrow, a thirty-five-year-old uh, steel worker. No, I got it wrong. Oh, we outed Dan Ninen. Yeah. So anyway, my point was it wasn't him. Uh, I don't think it's T.J. Miller. Um. If it was, that would be going horribly wrong right now. Right, yeah, he's not spy material. <laughs> no. Um, who seems strong? Joe Rogan. Yeah. Dave Chappelle's all buff now. Yo, Dave Chappelle's buff. He disappeared for a few years as well. Carrot Top's buff, too. But yeah. every, every comedian who oh, randomly got I buff. Know. Carrot Top had uh, plastic surgery on his face. Yeah. If you're strong and a comedian... That's that's, that's it. suspect. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Do you think it makes you less funny? It. I. I'm less inclined to laugh. When I go work out, I feel very tired after. And Dominic, I don't know how you feel about this. It but takes then energy. I sometimes feel like I can't bring the laughs because I get, left it all behind me on the bench. Well, that's left why left all you, the laughs. Yeah. <laughs>, <laughs> I heard a silly piece of advice one once about uh, stand up. This this guy was like, uh, "You always wear long sleeves on stage because if you wear short sleeves, either people are distracted by how scrawny you are, <laughs> or if you're too ripped, people are like distracted because they think you're like showing off." That's real. That's real oppression. Yeah, I've heard <laughs> I've heard Jerry Seinfeld talk about that. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. There's all these like weird rules that like '80s comedians had, right. where it's just, like. Don't wear good <laughs> shoes. If they notice your <laughs> shoes, they won't think you're funny. It's like <laughs> we all agree none of us will get that good at comedy. Let's make extensive wardrobe rules. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, also yeah. like people at open mics who complain about shorts on stage. And like, dude, we're at the same open mic doing two minutes. Why, <laughs> I'm why trying to impress you. <laughs> Just don't look at my calves. <laughs> I, I did mean, wear a sleeve a sleeveless shirt to Pine Box a few years ago, whoa. and I went up early. And I, Dominic, I've told you this story before because it's a story of oppression. But I, I stayed after my set, and the set went fine. But then people were kind of floundering, and they were just like, "Let's make fun of Alex's delicious arms on stage." That's a big laugh. Fuck those Look people. Look at this, the, those yummy arms. But they addressed the room, though. So, but I mean, they did for like it was like twenty people did it. Oh, Over the course of an hour and a half, I'm just like, well, the, that guy's a jackass for not having sleeves. It was a hundred degrees outside. Yeah, Don't I mean, so so breathe. so it is distracting. I mean, that is true. Like, if someone's really ripped, yeah, that you you kind of like, what? Why did you, why did you spend so much time getting ripped? Yeah, and you do stand up like comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, there's something, but you know, I mean, Dave Chappelle is still funny, obviously. So it's like that didn't really affect him. Carrot Top, I, I don't know. I mean. Yeah, at the I've, time, it's like if uh, comedy doesn't work out, maybe I can just be strong. Sure, like yeah. I can just be a strong guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Strong Dom- Dominic nodding. It was also <laughs> a proud um, boy. Who was it? <laughs> I could be a proud boy. Uh, Aristotle or Plato? Oh no, I think it was Socrates saying like, "Oh, you know, you want to be healthy in the mind and the body." Right. So yeah. I think yeah. You, you may as sure. well take care of yourself. So Plus, I'm going going to the gym. It doesn't take that long. Oh well, but I I differentiate between going to the gym and getting ripped. 
Oh, okay. Because I think you can go to the gym and just exercise. Yeah, I go to the gym every day. I'm not ripped. Yeah, right. But I think getting, I mean, getting ripped is like a, that's a certain choice you make about like how you want to come off to people, I think. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, I mean, and, and there's, you know, the, we can get into yeah. what Amassing getting ripped means. but muscle and right. building. Yeah. And ripped is not to be confused with yoked, which is a different, more what is yoked? well-rounded. Yoked is like when you're swole up. You, like you uh, maybe your definition could use some work and you're not yellow. <laughs> Um, that would be that would be a fun racialized component to be. Uh, have you guys ever watched uh, Aaron Berg and thought, oh, he would be funny if he weren't so yeah. strong looking? You I know, mean, I noticed that he's ripped like the whole time. I'm like, yeah. every like everything he says, Fits I'm also thinking, oh, this guy's ripped. So in a way, it's distracting. But it's but he d- but yeah, obviously he d- does yeah. very well. So it's like you know. Now, how do you approach the situation as an immigrant? Uh, I say, oh, this is what this is part of my culture back home. Uh, right, English and people. Oh, I'm so. I, yeah. I, I do you think that. Americans are more, or on average, more ripped than other cultures? Uh, Indians are pretty ripped. They do That's have like a, a pretty popular in India. I feel for like. a whole village bodybuilding, so, really? Yeah, yeah. bodybuilding. There's that whole village. You know yeah. about this of the people? They're vegetarians and they only drink milk all day and then lift weights. Wow. It's like Dragon milk. Ball Z life. How big are in they? India, India? They're, they're pretty big. They're, regu- they're pretty big, but they're like round lean. looking. Yeah, they look like they have like sacks of milk throughout their body. It's fascinating. The they look just at. crush the milk all day. Yeah. They chug milk. Like I don't know how many ripped Italians there are. I think like it. It, it also it's also like a, a, a beauty standard thing. Like I think right. Italians it, would be more lean. Yeah, yeah, le- right. I think, but but, but I think in America, beauty standards include like we want to be like action heroes. You know. Yeah, I'd say um, Americans uh, have a better record with uh, the Mister Olympia. Really? Yeah, because the the winner for the past seven or eight years is Phil Heath, who's American. There was uh, beef. Phil Heath. Oh, okay. Yeah, so Phil Beef would Phil be a crazy Phil name Phil for a bodybuilder. That's what they call him. Then. Like, <laughs> Phil Beef here. Uh, so, Pedro, do you have family members who aren't citizens? Besides my family. Oh, what if I told you I was a fucking cop? Yeah, I was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah invite. What if I fucking? Yeah, let's do a podcast about. Is if I, I think I heard if you like, if you get caught like hopping a turnstile like more than three times, depending <laughs> on the judge. Times are like really. This next one is a big deal. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, I guess I don't know it wisely I, because of broken windows in the eighties. That's like one of the things I heard. Right, like part of the like let's clean up the New York. It's just there's harsher. Um, recrimination against people who hop turnstiles. Have you guys gotten caught hopping turnstiles? I never have. I I let a guy in through the exit, uh, which I'd done hundreds of times before. This was in Bushwick. I was with my girlfriend, and there was a plainclothes cop, and uh, he was going to take us to jail, I think. (laughs) But then somebody else was getting busted for drugs on the other side of the tracks, and he just ran away. It was really oh, awesome. Oh, how lucky. And I've never let anyone in through the exit since yeah. then. Which uh, sometimes is a real dick move. Because it'll be like people with babies or heavy boxes. And you'll be like, never again. Could be setting you up. Right. I'm, I'm prepared to open the door. And then, then just be like, they take out the baby's head is a badge. And uh, like under their chin or whatever. And you're like, it's not even a real baby. And you're well, fucking going to, you're going to jail, perp. Yeah, it's wh- like a $166 ticket. I'm sorry, go ahead. But w- what if you exit through the emergency exit and you just kind of ignore it closing behind you and someone slips through? Is that how you got caught? Or, um, or did you Is this swipe? a reference to exit through the gift shop? No, no, this is just... <laughs> the popular British Banksy? 
I'm, I'm not talking about that. Okay, Or, or did you swipe in and then let someone in? Well, that's what I did. Oh, um, okay. And, yeah, because you're aiding and abetting but if people you, if you stealing $2 from the I mean, I, th- I think they would be able to tell. But I'm saying, yeah. yeah, so I'm saying like if, if you, you get off the train, you're going out. Walk through. Oh. No, I don't think no. no They would just get the guy to walk through. And I've done that before. I've tried to slip in, and I got I got pulled over. This is how you know none of us are spies, because we cannot get away with very simple crimes. <laughs> no? Yeah. Since the front. I've never tried to steal nothing. I tried to steal once when I was five. It was a deck of Batman-themed playing cards. Mm-hmm. And I came home, and my grandpa was like, where'd you get those? And I'm like, I stole them. You're like a cool guy. And he's like, all right, we got to go back. And, <laughs> and then I cried. I had friends who got really in, into stealing around when they were getting into drinking. And one night they called me that they stole a full, like, supply side box of chips. Like, like a thousand bags of chips, essentially, off the back of a truck. And um, that's when That's I, like a Sopranos like yeah. crime. It's a, it's a yeah. special. I feel like it's <laughs> an especially Christ. white crime <laughs> of just like, who knows where they're going to draw the line with us? <laughs> I feel like just take the whole box. I got um, a crate of cigarettes and some sun chips. Go for it. <laughs> they're just selling them back <laughs> to big. Uh, what's the what's the what would be the Sopranos word for like a big dummy? A palooka? A palooka, thank you. I don't you. know if they said that in the What pause, a beautiful be, multicultural yeah. room we have. So, uh, are you guys like, do you guys like immigrants? Do you hate immigrants? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, I'm pro-immigrant. I see some weird comments about immigrants online of people saying, oh, no, it's going to destroy Western white culture. I saw a guy in Times Which Square muttering good. that. Yeah, that <laughs> would be but pretty But it's not, not like Western culture has been is the same as it was 10 years ago, right. 50, 100, 500. You know, it's always... There's more fidget spinners. In exactly. It's also interesting to think about, like, so Europe's got an, uh, Europe has a bitter immigration debate, and so do we, right? But ours is different because it's like the whole idea of the U.S. is based on people immigrating here and doing whatever they want, even though, like, the alt-right would say, oh, well, it was a core of, like, you know, Western European people. Like, it's it's mu- it's much less, it's it's much more nonsensical to be super anti-immigrant in the u.s in yeah, europe the pressure even is totally different because there are attacks in england and germany from immigrants fleeing these wars they're like colonial wars uh, from destabilized nations just because europe's so much closer to where the political pressure is you but know they're, they're also usually second or third generation immigrants right but so i mean that's not happening here at all well the, the, there have been some attacks like the pulse nightclub shooting he was a second generation immigrant he's a second generation but most of the ones happening in europe are also second or third generation but his background was very different from the typical european attack backstory which is like you grow up in a slum of a major city and like if you go to jail for any reason like uh radical islam is more represented in jail so then you get like radicalized in jail and then you whereas like the guy the orlando shooter was just this like weirdo who like was on the internet too much homophobic right yeah exactly so my point my point being like uh attacks aren't being done by people coming from syria like isis people no yeah no those people really want to fit in yeah i would imagine but i i I say the danger could be there but so far to my knowledge there haven't been attacks by people who came from syria in the past year or two it's always people whose parents came. Yeah. Twenty. And then yeah, but like that, that is the debate though, right? Like the right wing in Europe, that's what they're claiming. Is yeah. That 
Um, the immigrants are coming in and jihading all over the place. And, and if someone is that fanatical, they just stay in Syria. That's true. It's join a great ISIS. place to be a fanatic. But then uh, on the flip side, you hear some people say, oh, you know, if people are fleeing their homes to survive, why don't they stay and fight? And like, well, you know, a, a civil war that's <laughs> been going on for six years now, it's not really... That's pretty easy to, for someone to say who's not in the middle of the civil war. Yeah. Yeah, I would fucking fight. <laughs> What's it? But no, yeah, dude, I would be the biggest coward. I'm, yeah, you yeah. know, like, oh, I need to look I'd off hide and run away. I'd fucking, I, don't think, you know. I think I'd be really brave and everyone would respect me. But, yeah, it's interesting to see true colors. <laughs> Were you ever in combat? Uh, no. <laughs> so I, I've, I've actually joked about it before. I did ROTC so while curious. at college. Then I'm sorry, what? So I, I did ROTC while at college. Then after I graduated, I joined the Marines in officer training, but left after a few months because I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Dominic so has some hot jokes anyone. about this. Uh, Even for no, fun? Not. Actually, shot people <laughs> with blanks on exercises. Wow. Okay, is that fun? Yeah. That sounds. Is it hurt to get hit with a blank? Well, no, because it's just it's just uh, you put something in the end of the rifle, so oh, when, okay. when you fire, it shoots the gas and then bounces back to recock the rifle. Uh, so we can get back to politics. I'm only bringing this up because two people just sent me the screenshot, but like an hour ago, Jen Kirkman tweeted, "Here's the deal." I believe in my heart, Bernie is a knowing chaos agent paid by Russia R- in by, by Russia election. This is my own conclusion, because that makes it credible somehow. Mm-hmm. I, like She's been pushing this stuff for a while now, but it seems like she's I think really she's a CIA agent. <laughs> <laughs> she would be the DNC one. Operative. She makes everyone very upset. Uh, yeah, that was because uh, I, I I liked her comedy and stuff, and then just it's that's what was one of those uh, those uh, I don't know intellectual casualties of the last two years is some people just go n- fucking nuts <laughs> on Twitter, and she was one of them where it was like ah get and yeah I think it, I, I think I finally unfollowed her like it uh, is a few like ago. it is this weird phenomenon among like media types, comedians, left leaning comedians, where like. It seems like the 2016 election really did break some people's brains. Dude, yeah. Like, I think nice. it broke my brain, definitely. Mm. Uh, where I can't think about anything else now. I was broke before, but hopefully I will be getting medicine soon. <laughs> um, because of Trump care. Because, yeah, thank you, Mr. And then, Trump. And then some people really came out of their cocoon, like Scott Adams, who previously was just the Dilbert guy, and now oh, is yeah. this, like, strange persuasion expert. <laughs> He's like the, <laughs> he's the banner holder for just like right wing uh, punditism. Well, it's the way he argues is really different though, because it's it's because right wing punditism I would describe as like uh, six talking heads shouting at the same time. Right, on, right. Like Scott like more. He, he's like he's like he's like the quintessential like devil's advocate white guy arguer yeah yeah well which is what dilbert was and that's why he couldn't get to the top but yeah but scott adams is another one of those who kind of like secretly thinks everything trump does is part of some he came up with a 4d chess meme i think uh maybe but the way he but it's like the way he thinks about it is a, it's it's still different from that because those medium article writers were more like this is a sinister coup uh i guess scott adams thinks trump is just some genius of like intuition of like what people emotionally want and thus every one of his incompetent uh decisions can be interpreted through that lens of like oh but he's still playing expertly to his base or right whatever. he's like dog bird in that scenario uh it doesn't it really fill out the picture that the pointy-haired boss the whole time just is actually a like 
smug lib. Because I could never place who that guy was supposed to be, really. He just kind of doesn't know anything. And oh, yeah, like the, the, the managerial class, yeah. which is like, that was one of the big, like, that's, I feel like that's like one of the big bugaboos in like the, why do the white working class feel so disenfranchised? And part of it was like, they hate the managerial class. So, yeah, the pointy-haired boss fits yeah, into that narrative. Not like uh, someone who draws cartoons of a man working at a cubicle for a living. That is totally different. <laughs> I think I thought Dilbert was funny when I read the funny pages when I was a kid. I don't know. They have some yeah. new gold. You know, Dilbert, I don't think Dilbert is tainted the way Scott is tainted. You know, he lives <laughs> through his actions. Can you separate the art from the artist? That's and true. In this instance, I think we can. Yeah, who would have known the guy who made Dilbert is the whitest man alive? <laughs> it's, it took us all by surprise. <laughs> Overestimates white. <laughs> yeah. Um, but pa- Pedro, you have that joke where, like, oh, the people that are alt right just they're having a great time. Yeah, I think they are. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's about like your brother, right? Stepbrother. Stepbrother. But yeah, who's like a twenty-year-old like hacker who. Uh, but okay, so did you see your stepbrother get radicalized? Yeah, yeah. I remember like going. I remember going back to my dad's house, and uh, I just started. I think I just said like, "This Trump guy, right?" Like one of those dumb uh-huh. fucking conversation starters, you because you can't think of anything else. And uh, and then yeah, you started talking about like we shouldn't let refugees in, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh shit, okay." It didn't start with the cuck. Like he no, he didn't. He didn't. No, I mean, he, you know, he didn't. I, in, I think on the internet, he probably. I. I bet. I mean, he I. He called I you a cuck behind your back. I'm sure he has. Yeah, my oh, cuck stepbrother, no. my oh. cuck Jew stepbrother. Oh but, no. Um, a double feature. Yeah. Well, I guess cuck between <laughs> three parentheses. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Uh, the classy way of saying. It. Right. Right. But, uh, but then as soon as I t- talked to him about it, I kind of like was like, oh, I understand where this comes from because it's that that same thing Stephen Miller had, which is like just if you're like a white guy and you don't get laid and you get annoyed by liberals and you're on the internet all the time uh that those three uh form usually form like an alt-right cocktail if you feel like there's no place for you and you're with other people theory crafting uh mods for dota that's just a recipe for disaster yeah totally and also well part of it too that's why i like the um, uh, like I, I like the the whole like dirtbag left stuff now because it's like they, they they like reclaimed being funny, you know what I mean? <laughs> Which is cool so important, right? Because bef- because <laughs> yeah. really no, before it was like it, it. I think if you were if you had like. If you kind of had like a, a a wicked sense of humor, which I don't think is a bad quality in and of itself. Like um, if you were internet funny, you were, internet uh, funny, yeah. Before it's like you either your choices were the kind of like. Well, we all need to get along and things are good and it's important to be nice to everyone style rhetoric of like mainstream liberalism. Late or, night talk shows type. Yeah, approach. or you could really, like Samantha B liberalism, I guess, even yeah. though that was kind of like before. But you know what I mean? Like or, Daily Show. Yeah. Sure, sure, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Daily Show, which looking back is like very, in, at times, very centrist. Um, or, or you could like. Uh, you could be Tosh.0. Oh. I, I guess, yeah, sure. Yeah. That, that you it would like tweet, you know. Because if you're 15. Tweeting shit about the Holocaust, you're not thinking that you're just like, yeah, that's fu- that's funny because I'm not supposed to do that, and you have no real un- idea of like why that would be. It's I mean, I'm, funny I, to me because I'm fucking sick in the head. Right? Yeah, totally. It makes you feel like you're special and you stand out. Yeah. And those wreck threads. Have yeah. You guys ever seen those wreck threads? I don't think so. What? what? Uh, there, there are these threads on 4chan that people post, and they're they're called wreck threads, and it's just everyone posts their most gory videos or images. Oh or sure, hits, yeah, yeah, and like. 
some of the worst I've seen are like uh, cartel torture vids and not yeah. just like people like getting beheaded, like much worse than that that yeah. I don't want to go into detail. But like, are we, do we think the alt-right is like a very a sustainable movement? Are we afraid of them? Are there that many of them? And can they vote? I think organized Nazis are scary and those are coming up in a way, but I'm not afraid of the internet Nazis. And we talked about this a lot with Jack Smith when he was on, when he went to the Kekistan protest or whatever. But a lot of those people are just kind of confused and they get... Uh, night suits made of wood and march around town, and they're just not scary people. But I, th- I think it's starting to be normalized, and they're getting braver, especially with Trump being. But how normal in. could wearing a night suit made no, of wood it's, it's get? These alt right views of us versus immigrants, and because I I sit on Reddit all day at work, so I don't redo really much actual sure. work. And I've seen in the past, Reddit used to be liberal, but in the past year or two, it's getting a lot more. As it grows more in popularity, and you have all these views coming up of like, oh, Islam is a uh, a disease that we need to get rid of, and you're like, well, that's pretty extreme. We're at this part of the podcast, fellas. What are your subreddits? Because I'm already, you know, I'm stuck in my own world. I'm in the like socialist communist j- jerk threads that are just people trying to out. Uh, vanguard each other most of the time like there are a few good ones but all of them are like if you were at the wall in 1942 you would be picked off by a sniper at this round of rounds and we would purge you from our ranks <laughs> and- I, I haven't gone on in a while but I used to be uh, reg- I didn't post much but I was a regular on the unresolved mysteries oh that's subreddit. a good one yeah, oh it's yeah. amazing uh, I could read that shit all day and you had a Reddit show too, so you're like a real expert. You had a Reddit show, a Reddit yeah, expert, was, uh, a Reddit Dominic Fogarty. Because there's a Reddit stand-up and things, so I just have people who sort of post on that, and other oh. people I knew that I thought would be funny. It was more just a gimmick for the name of a show. I had fun. Yeah, it was, it was I talked about show. birds with arms. Yeah, good community. Big I recommend bird. friendly people. My favorite one contemporarily is probably. Um, uh, meanwhile in Russia has the best shit on Reddit, I would say. Or what the fuck is always going to be one of the best. What's in Meanwhile in Russia? Meanwhile in Russia is just like... So I saw a video earlier that's... Because everyone has dash ba- uh, cam footage for insurance purposes in Russia. Mm. So there's just... Everyone has footage in traffic. And I saw a plane driving the wrong way on just a highway and then it hit a car and then they both kind of like exploded a little. Wow. That was pretty Jesus funny. Christ. Or there's a lot of stuff with bears like getting in taxis or just in town. <laughs> they, they also have the weird Long ones Uber where bear. <laughs> they'll yeah, have yeah. kids hanging off bridges and buildings and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like you have to do that in Russia. Yeah, you have to hang <laughs> off of buildings. What is just a photo of Bernie walking around? <laughs> <laughs> are are you on? Are you uh, on yeah, I was about to say I don't. Sorry to sound like a normie, but I actually don't go on Reddit very much. That's. Uh, I mean, good yeah, for like, you. That's the healthiest <laughs> yeah, thing. That's 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 yeah. But I mean, yeah, I'll read like AMAs on there and stuff. Uh, I, yeah, I've been. I, I don't dive into the politics wing of Reddit, but I mean, I dive into that wing and on like other websites where th- that's where, where do you go do you I mean like, like yeah it's like twitter it's always interesting to see okay like what's dsa twitter making fun of today usually it's david brooks like uh Twitter's fun but it is or exhausting because like, it never slows down no right that's yeah. the thing but it's so, so i yeah and then facebook like my general like you know who who are who of my friend group is starting to post about this stuff a lot and there's not that many i don't know that many conservative people but I read like uh, I occasionally read the American Conservative just to see like what the fuck are they talking about, and then this guy Andrew Sullivan. Oh yeah, that guy. Yeah, 
what do you how do you feel about him? I feel like eh? yeah. who is he? I can't really cite many arguments by him now, but I remember uh, I remember like I think pre he's a he's like a conservative leaning columnist, mm-hmm. but he like pre he preaches a lot about centrism and stuff. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, he's he, I would say he's a he's a pretty classic centrist figure. Yeah, but uh, I like the way he writes. I yeah, think yeah, like uh, I think that's what attracted to me about him yeah. like years ago. Um, but uh, then like you know post Obama or like latter day the, the the later period, he was like, no, we gotta. He's kind he's kind of like the English David Brooks in some way. Sure. Yeah. 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 Very respectable, stuffy intellectual. <laughs> yeah. 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 There's uh, any endorsement I could give him. Yeah. Um. Oh, I was gonna say this is just. Uh, there was there used to be this Twitter account that was I, I guess it was called memory tv it's like m-e-m-r-i hyphen tv and it was a bunch of stills from saudi arabian state television and, then, and with like the <laughs> and the subtitles were, it was always it was typically like conservative clerics like f- trying to debate uh, some subtle point or other of like whether spongebob is um haram or halal or something like that yeah. <laughs> it was so fucking funny and there's just it's just constant and then it got uh shut down the Twitter account, and I was and I was trying to figure out why that happened, and I wonder if Saudi Arabia got it shut down, because not that's not impossible. But since we have good relations with that country, oh yeah, that totally sounds. I yeah. think Jen yeah. Kirkman got it shut down. <laughs> All right, who's got plugs? <laughs> uh, I'm doing Alex. I'm doing your show in two weeks. That's true. Uh, we have next when. paid protest in two weeks. Come on out for that. Uh, d- we're gonna have Dominic on sometime soon. Oh, yeah. thank you. Thank yep. you. Thanks for doing the show. That's going to be August 19th, 7 to 9 at Star Bar. Yep, August 19th. This comes out Tuesday. So I'll be at at Caroline's for the Indian Independence Day show. Which is, Uh, like, fucking awesome. Yeah, it's going to be great. You're getting really good shows. It's really cool. Uh, Thanks. This is a sincere moment on the podcast. Yeah, what what was Uh, the other one you were telling me earlier? uh, That's Night Train, but that's the day before. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Word. So, buzz off, listeners. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, come see us. Come to pray, pay pr- protests. It's a good time. Yeah, it's been really good so far. Uh, Dominic, you have anything you want to plug? Uh, I've got a sketch which should be coming out soon. Uh, I'll, I'll call it uh, Please Mind the Culture Gap. <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah. wow. So, uh, the footage looks pretty good so far. So, we just seems to. Now, I'm going to give Dominic feedback on this sketch that is half filmed, so I'll let you know if, if you need to tune in for this. <laughs> yeah, it's about the uh, immigrant experience, technically. I, well, it was a bit of a stretch, but... Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Pedro, you, you plugged our show. Yeah. That's... What, you got a Give Twitter that right back to you. No, dude. Okay. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Patak Jokes. Ragov's at ACLU Official. Yeah. Add me on Facebook. I'm more of a Facebook guy, I'm told. I'm on Twitter, and I'm bad at it. <laughs> Come <laughs> <Alex> back. <is> <laughs> <good>. <laughs> All, All right. right. See you guys. That's the fucking show. Bye.